This how we gonna get it in. This how we gonna get it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Creative Contact. I'm your host, Kia Orion. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me, and I appreciate that. And we got an episode for you today. Ladies and gentlemen, we do have an episode for you today. If you've read the title already, you know what we're getting into. Um, and so I want to preface this with a few things. Uh, this is not going to be politically correct. This will be offensive for many of you. Um, this will probably ruffle some feathers. These are my thoughts and my experiences solely um, mine and mine alone. As a sovereign individual, I think it's important to to live life on your own terms and um, you know, as a guy who travels around, wears pretty much the same shit, eats the same shit every day, one meal a day, make beats for a living. Like, obviously, I'm just kind of on my own type of time. And so I want that to be very clear up front is that um, this is simply the reason why I like to share these ideas is because one helps me organize and kind of work through uh, these these different parts and experiences of what it means to be human and at the same time I think there are I think there's a lot of value in kind of like taking your closet like full of skeletons and opening that up and kind of displaying that publicly working through those things publicly because I'll be on like my my Eminem eight mile shit where like in that final rap battle where he's like I am a bum. I do live in a trailer with my mom. Like if because if if I if I'm if I'm open to my own demons then there's that there's not like leverage of anything for people to like hold over me and it's not something I have to feel like I have to hide from. And I think we all we all have these very like kind of like dark places in our mind in our just part of being human that a lot of pain that I think we try to hide from and I just don't think I don't think pain any of this kind of like dark energy isn't I don't think it's stuff that you can escape from I don't think it's I think something you can you can suppress you can try to suppress it for as long as you want but I think it it spills out eventually whether you like it or not you can either face it head on um or it'll it'll find a leak somehow some way and it'll leak onto your loved ones or random strangers in the street or your coworkers. like there are pieces of us that um i think we try to dial in and and suppress and um the more you almost try to like stuff it away, the more it kind of like starts to spill out. So this is a medium. I like my my music. I use my music often as an outlet for um, some of these kind of ideas as well. But this is in this medium, I find like it helps me kind of express them. And I also feel like sometimes th- these ideas can be valuable as well because uh, these are some topics that I think some of us might feel but not articulate. And so I'm I I like to kind of put it out there and and into the ether and hopefully other people might say okay I'm not quite as crazy as I thought because he is a little bit crazy too 
So jumping into this, this is going to be, I've got, I've got notes and everything on this one because this one is going to be a joint, um, straight up. So where does this all start? Um, and these, this is all taking place. This entire story is taking place over the course of a week over like more like the, over the course of a couple of days. So this started when I went on a, I went on a date. Let me back up. A cute girl moves into my building. I'm super stoked because we just kicked it on the rooftop. I live up, uh, like up on like, it's like this, it's a room that's like a little bit off of a rooftop, but it's like a communal rooftop space, if you know what I'm saying. Anyways, I was like, yo, who is this? And she was really cute. It was, we just chatted, had a nice chat, felt like there was good chemistry. And, um, I was like, okay, Kia, I'm trying to also live life more. Um, I have these three words that I've written down that I'm trying to like embody more of. I was like, what would be three words that describe myself? And the three words are bold, gritty, and kind. And so bold meaning like in the moment when you're going to like, should you kiss the girl or not? Like kiss the girl or like, ah, am I going to ruffle feathers? Like ruffle some feathers, be bold. Um, and, uh, gritty is, is, is more in the terms of like perseverance, like Angela Duckworth grit, that type of like stick with itness, like figure out the fuck outedness, like, um, don't be discouraged type of grit. And then kind, I think is important because the other two are, have maybe a little more of an edge, but I think just in terms of like trying to keep an open mind towards other people's opinions or doing, um, you know, trying to not take things personally, trying to not, 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 you know, say things that are offensive, not offensive because this will be offensive, but like personal, I guess on some four agreement shit, not taking things personally, not overreacting, like just trying to be a little bit more mindful of those, you know, what you say, that sort of stuff. So being kind. So I'll say this mantra to myself, like often, if there's like a situation, i be like, yeah, bold, gritty, kind, right? I try to like embody that. And, um, every morning I have it written down. I read it with like my list of goals and gratitude journal shit. I'm like bold, gritty, kind. So anyways, I bump into this girl in the kitchen and I'm like, Kia, I'm like, ask her out. Like you should go for it. Bold, gritty, kind. And before I can ask her out, she actually asked me out. She's like, Hey, uh, we should get coffee sometime. I was like, let's go. So I'll fast forward the story. I'm super stoked because I think she's really cute. She asked me out. I'm I'm starting this invisible script in my mind of like what of expectations and assumptions, which coming back to my four agreements stuff, that's already mistake number one is like starting to assume stuff. And and so this will all boil down to long story short, we go out to dinner. I I think we have a great time. Um and she ends up um uh, bouncing. She wanted to like go, she had like another date set up like after me. And so I, I thought we would like have this really nice evening together. It was going to be something wasn't. And that's the thing, right? Is expectations. If I had been a better communicator and just said straight up like, Hey, so we're just hanging out for an hour and then I'm going to buy you dinner and drinks. Then you're going to go hang out with like another guy that you're actually really like, cool. At least I know straight up. But anyways, I leave kind of, I leave that, that, that date feeling, um, I guess like 
like unsettled, a little bit unsettled. And because I think part of it, again, expectations, assumptions, I was so high on it working out because I was really into her um, that I'd felt uh, that, that, you know, that feeling of like dejection kind of, but because, you know, when I pay, this is also a side note, this is something that I want to work on. I would love to be able to have the resources. I just realized this yesterday. I can't wait to have the resources so that anytime I go out with anyone, we don't have to split the bill. And like, it's just my, like, I can't wait until it's my golden rule that like, if we go out, it's like you order whatever you want and I get the bill. Like family, romantic, friendships, like I'm putting it here on tape. That's going to happen someday. It's going to be one of my rules, but I'm not there yet. So if we're going out, I'm still probably going to make you pay for it. I apologize. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, we'll split it. But uh, it was one of those things where I was like, man, for how much I paid for that for that experience going home alone, I was like, man, I could have hired a professional. I'd be like kind of joking. And as soon as that thought entered my mind, it was like it got a hold of me in like a really weird type of way where I was like, why not hire a professional? And I think part of it is because it it wasn't even like an option before because either it was illegal or um, when I was in Thailand, uh, yes, that was an option, but I, I was like so focused on my um my mission that like that wasn't even a, that wasn't even like on my radar which I'm going to come back to in a second and so because just because of how things kind of transpired like that it was never really in in the in the back of my mind and so I'm like yo what would that even entail really and um started going down the rabbit hole of like reddit forums like just like seeing what that's because it's it's something that's like very much in your face in in Asia and also here, but like it's different if you're open to it or not. And and before in my life, um, I'm 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 a little bit extreme, which is something I'll get into a little bit later too. But I'd almost like I was so dead set on pursuing the dream, pursuing the goal that like sex was just like off the table, like relationships were just like off the table for a minute, like for years. And because of that, I think I almost like lost the, for a while, I almost like lost the ability to interface with women in like a romantic way, in a sexual way. I just kind of became asexual because I was so dead set on like delayed gratification because I want to achieve this dream. I want to work towards this dream. I don't have time, blah, blah, blah that um i think i don't know like there there's some obviously some stuff to unpack there some you know i should talk to a therapist about that sort of stuff like why i just kind of like cut that piece out but i realized that there's that's not a healthy way to go about stuff because if you just delay gratification forever like then what type of a life is that right you end up alone and accomplished but that's if, if love is an important thing and if you want that then that's obviously not something you can do so so I I think after those years of like just rocking solo that I realized I don't even if I don't if I'm not ready yet for something that's like I'm ready for like the one let's completely settle down there's a lot of this kind of gray area 
that you can still have some beautiful experiences with people without it needing to be forever, which I talked about a little bit in the last podcast. And um, because of that, I think it's like learning to like ride that that wave a little bit more between like everything and nothing, which I'm not great at in general. I do kind of live in extremes. Um, I'm a Gemini at heart. I do embody that. And that's a lot of what I'm going to talk about here too is just kind of how the 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 idea of like abstinence tends to work for me. I'm not even talking about sex, but like alcohol, drugs, like anything like that. Like I I have this this addictive personality is in my blood, family, friends of family. Um uh you know, there's addiction runs in my family. So there's a piece of it that I know I'm that's like I'm prone to that kind of dark energy. And some people like my dad, I don't know how he does it. He'll like have like a, a chocolate bar and eat like a piece and it'll last for like a week or two. I'm like, who are you, bro? Like, how does that, how does that work? If I, I'm like, I'll have a piece and then I'll have like six more pieces and then I'll just have like another chocolate bar. And then is there any more chocolate in the house? Because now I'm on a roll. So it's game over. And like that gray, I just like don't do. So I'm just like, I just don't have chocolate in the house because it's just not healthy. And I know that that dark energy is there. So I just, I tend not to do things to tempt it because I know I'm not great at controlling. I'm great at just like not starting. Like as long as it's not an option, like I'm cool because I have like my, my rule set and I can stick to it. But, um, this, this kind of idea started to like once I swear to God, man, it's like this dark this dark energy, this dark human animal energy that once it kind of gets gets you, and I don't know what, if, I'm only speaking from my experiences, but once it got me, I was like, it like just started like, it was, it was like impossible to shake. It was like this idea of it was like kind of tantalizing and thrilling at the same time because like kind of taboo and whatever. And so I wanted to, just to break it down because it's Kia, I want to just like think about it more and kind of like just take the thought, take some of like the moral, the 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 ethical pieces away from it and just kind of like toy around with the idea. And the older that I get, I think the less I fully believe in anything, which... I think sounds a little counterintuitive because like the older you get, the wiser you're supposed to get, which I do think is true. But the older I get, hopefully wiser I get, the more I actually realize how little I know. So it's like the more I know, it like exposes me to more to like how little I know. And because of that, I'm much less, I hold on to my beliefs much less. I'm much more willing to let things, to be flexible, I guess, in not necessarily my lifestyle, right? I still treat my, my bedtime like it's a religion. Um, there are certain non-negotiables and boundaries in my life, but in terms of like actual like deep-seated beliefs, I'm more willing to political beliefs. Just the more I kind of like exit the matrix, the more I realize like how deep into the matrix I am. And so 
I'm just less interested in like arguing with people, trying to convince them that what I believe is the right thing, the less I'm interested in believing like that what I believe is the right thing. Like I'm just more interested in divergent thinking in kind of antisocial behavior, like just things that are different. I think the older I get, the more attractive these things become to me. Um, just because I, I can see the ones and zeros more now that like that, that meaning like kind of just, you know, for the matrix analogy, but like, it's true. Like the more I kind of can like kind of see how everything's kind of made up this kind of like consciousness allows me to just question more and question myself more, question my own beliefs more. And so this is one of them, um, around something like paying a sex worker and morals and the like political, uh, racial, spiritual pieces that all tie into something like this, especially coming from this as a white guy. And so speaking of which as well, uh, I'm not even going to pretend like I know everything on this subject because I don't, but if I, you know, when I'm buying a Bluetooth speaker, I can't just like go in and like buy a Bluetooth speaker. I'm going to guy who's going to like, what, like read the wired magazine. I'm going to read TechCrunch. I'm going to figure out like, what are the top recommended Bluetooth speakers for 2021 that's waterproof, that has the best battery life, like reviewed by wire cutter. Like that's just the type of guy I am. Like I'm a digital nomad for a reason, minimalist. Like I just like to optimize shit. So even if it's going to be something like paying for a sex worker, I'm going to want to optimize it like and research it and just like go down the rabbit hole because that's the type of guy I am. And so I started to toy with these ideas more about like what that would look like for myself. And I think a, a piece of it isn't even that like I'm like some like super like sex hungry dude like that's what i'm saying like i went i went years doing my own thing so it's not like that's that's not something that i i can't control but i think it was more this thought of that to to be able to like um you know the the there is a piece of it that that's like the that's kind of like taboo and kind of like uh different and and it's a different world that was just like very intriguing and kind of uh, tantalizing in a way that I couldn't seem to shake. And so I just started thinking a lot about morals in general and looking into it and reading articles, listening to podcasts with sex workers and listening and watching and looking at articles about, you know, different faith-based organizations that are obviously like incredibly against this. And, um, how we have, I think, these these religious ideologies sometimes that are that are, I think, at the best, sometimes help us with like having like a moral compass, like be a good person, um, like treat your neighbor well, don't sleep with your neighbor's wife, like. Do your best. Like, just things that I think are dope. But at the same time, um, 
I also, I also think morals are, uh, like they, they're flexible. And I think that they're, they're situational in a way because, um, like how, like how many wars have been fought for in terms of religion on a religious belief, a religious ideation. And like, if the point is like that God created all beings and you're like killing other God's beings, like they probably wouldn't like that, but we were able to justify it to ourselves because it's for a certain cause. And I know that's kind of, that's, that's a little bit far reaching, but um, for one example, I think another one is this this idea that we feel like we're very advanced, that we're different than animals. But as soon as um, like infrastructure goes out, like in New York when there's a blackout or something, like how quickly those barriers break down and we we revert like we uh, we revert back to like animal behavior very quickly. Um, that I think is interesting and I'm curious how much of our quote unquote morality is less this like, like, uh, inherent, like want to like do good and how much of it is more just based out of fear that if we like, it's like we're held together by like this cultural glue that's like, we will rob, steal, pillage if we're allowed to. But because we're afraid of like that antisocial behavior and being cast out of the in-group, like how much of that kind of like inherent fear is actually what keeps us like kind of on the straight and narrow rather than how much of us actually like there, I think as animals, there is this real um kind of like deep seated uh pieces of us that are that like pieces of with violence and sex and they're that are like very raw that we have kind of this nice like guise to to put over those things like and present to other people but that like i think a lot of us do have that kind of like still i don't i, I don't want to call it dark energy because it's like it's it's kind of like that but it's more like that raw animal energy i think is more like a better way to put it um that as 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 much as we like to pretend to we aren't as much as we like to pretend we aren't animals we're still animals and i actually found this dope quote uh, it's actually not a quote it's a uh what is it? it's a it's a I don't even know the phrase for it, but it's like a piece in the Bible by this dude. Um, uh, 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 I think it's it's Ecclesiastes. Um, Ecclesiastes. And it's Ecclesiastes 3. I'm not even sure if I'm pronouncing, pronouncing the name right. But it says, As for humans, God tests them so that they may see that they are like animals. Surely the fate of human beings is like that of animals. The same fate awaits them both. As one dies, so does the other. All have the same breath. Humans have no advantage over animals. Everything is meaningless. All go to the same place. All come from dust. And to dust we all return. And I was like, whoa. That's a bar. All come from dust and to dust we shall return. I was like, 
that's gangster. Um, and I think that that's so true that like we feel like we're in a different reality and we're somehow special, but there's, there is this animal piece to us that is, that I do think we are, we are unique in some ways as humans. Obviously a lot of ways, this, this is like very broad over like our brains, blah, blah, blah. But I mean more like in the, in the sense of like, we're, we're, I think through history, it's proved we're, we're capable of brutal acts of violence and at the same time, incredible acts of nobility. And that's where I think like the moral piece of this um, is really gets becomes gray very fast. That because it's how you that it's not necessarily like always just how you act. It's like very situational. If like someone comes into your house and tries to rob you or something, and you kill the per like you're still a murderer, but you did it because you're protecting your family or again, like I made the, 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 the religious wars that I was talking about before, like you're fighting for what you believe in true, but you're still like, you're doing incredible damage to other people and other cultures. And so it's just like, it's an interesting piece of at the same time, like thinking about how, how just in our history too, incredible acts of nobility and generosity that I do think makes us, does make us um, like a, just a really interesting animal that I don't see a lot in other animals is that that kind of like reciprocal piece, which I also think boils down to, again, why we are, it's important for us to be kind of a, like a cultural animal, like it's, we're, we're a community-based animal. I think that that's, otherwise I think that gene would have left us and it would have just been like, more like Spartan type shit, like the biggest, baddest dude is like the top one, which obviously doesn't work here. Like that we have that gene for a reason to, it makes us feel good to do good stuff for other people for a reason. Like that's because it, that helps keep us alive. Like you go off on your own in your own little pod, like the Jaguar is probably going to eat your ass compared to being like you do, like you help out blah, 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 community stuff. Um, Period. So that's just one piece. To, I know this is like, you're like, yeah, what is going on? But these are just things, these are ideas that I've been just toying with kind of this last week that, uh, that I feel that I wanted to share and that just kind of like to walk you through um, my thought process. Also, these, I think, are... Uh, these help, these thoughts kind of help me also kind of like figure out where I stand on these issues as well, just because I have a lot going on up here and it kind of helps me like just piece these, these things out. So anyways, to continue the story, things are always better and worse in your imagination. And so this thought was kind of gripping me and like not letting me go of, and, and I, I, it's like hard to explain, but again, this whole, this entire thing can be wrapped up in like yin and yang of it being like, like every, like two sides, of the same coin as, as humans, as animals. Like that's the theme of this entire pod. I think is it's like this yin and yang of I'm very, like I have two, my legal, I have two legal last names for a reason. 
My mom didn't take my dad's name for a reason. Um, I was aware of like uh, my parents like splitting chores, my dad cooking and my mom making more money or, or vice versa. Like they were always, I was brought up with two rock star happy parents who always made it very aware of kind of like this, these are kind of like societal norms around like women and men, but this is the way that we view things because we're equal and we do things differently. And so what's really interesting, it was interesting kind of battling that side of my brain. that's like a little bit more, analytical, more in touch with my feminine, more sensitive, empathetic, and the way that I view women in general. And then also this this very real kind of animalistic, like deep-seated, like, I, like that one that's a little bit more masculine, that kind of like that that wants power and status control sex like all those kinds of things that is very is very i can be almost like on some meditation shit like i can be aware of it and i can almost like pull it up and like look at it from an objective lens but it's 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 not something that i can necessarily just like like in meditation like they tell you, like, bring your thoughts up to the center and be like, okay, I'm thinking about this and let it go. And it was, it's something that's so, I think, deep rooted in me as a man, because I don't know what it's like as a woman's experience that like, I could pull it up, but like, I still couldn't, I couldn't just like, I don't know what it was. I couldn't shake that, like that, that thirst in a way. So, um, that like need for sexual fulfillment, I guess is a better way to put it. Um, even having all of this kind of like awareness around femininity and shit like that, which I think is just fascinating in and of itself. So like I said before, I think everything is worse in your imagination or better in your imagination than it is in real life. And so... What I wanted to do was, um, I wanted to call two friends. There were, there were two friends in particular that I thought would have an interesting take on this. I'm not going to mention y'all by name, but y'all know who you are. One was a woman, one was a man. And the the woman, she's a rock star. She's really into, she's very spiritual. She's like into tantra um, and like energies and shit like that, which I'm into too. Not quite that heavy. She's on like the next level of it. I'm like still like a Padawan mode, but um, I was like, I think she, but she's also very strong, like about feminine energy and empowerment, etc. And so I called her up and I was like, hey, this is what it is. Told her a little bit of the backstory. I said, I'm, I'm kind of dabbling with these like, like ideas and maybe like pulling the trigger on some stuff like this. What's your take? And she had some really cool, she dropped some gems on me about like uh, just ideas about like what it is, what kind of need would you be trying to fill doing something like that? And we talked about the 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 benefits and detriments, uh, but like how having a, just a simply transactional sexual relationship could be kind of cool in a way that um, 
the all the all the it's clean right i think money and transactions in general make make money makes transactions clean because you you you're paying for a service which i think can be really helpful um at the same time uh and something that she re- reiterated too was and that she was kind of talking about was uh the idea behind um like do you feel like this is as a man it's almost like part like if you're if you're really embracing like your masculine energy and like doing your job as a man then you're supporting a woman and giving a woman like you're you're giving her a like a space to thrive and so that really stuck with me because I was like, mm, you know, like, am I, I do think that, like, how many of your friends, throw it out there, how many of your friends have you slept with and then changed the relationship? And I think that sex, it can be casual. And I've had some really great um, partners that it's, it's casual, but you kind of have this, like, agreement. I think communication, again, with this is really clear, but it can still get kind of tricky. And that's where something I feel like having the, a more transactional nature could be, could be beneficial. And also because in that regard as well, when we were talking about it, something, another gem she dropped on me was to go, was to try to go more into, um, interactions with women, like dates in particular with like no expectations to just come in and be like, whatever this is, like, this is, that was great. And I think that's where like the other night that I was talking about, if I just come in and be like, whatever happens, happens, and that's enough, it would have been great. I think it was because I had these other expectations predominantly around sex and and how I expected the night to go that it ended up, that's the part that ended up just kind of like being and I think women, I, I assume probably women experience that too. They're like, just be, just because I'm going out with you, I don't expect, I'm not going to give you any action. Like, I'm just trying to get to know you. And as women, I be, again, I'm putting words in your mouth, but I'd assume too, it probably is strange as a woman, I've talked to friends before, about the whole payment thing. It's like, just because you're paying for dinner, or you're paying for shit, like, doesn't mean I'm giving you any action. And that's a pressure, I think, that I'd assume, again, I'm, breaking my own uh, four agreements rule here of assuming that like women feel that pressure too of being like, I'm like, unless I explicitly state like, let's go make some action happen. Like, I don't know you shit. And I think for me, that's a, what would be nice about the transactional piece is almost like to have that kind of like need taken care of that then I feel like it might free up. It might just be easier to not have like, some of those uh, like more sexual expectations when interfacing on dates with women. And so there, it's just, it's an interesting thing. But anyways, she was like, yeah, she's like, just think of, you know, she talked to me about the energies of it and how like sex, um, you know, it's like this interchanging of energies and, and stuff like that. And uh, is, is that sort of an interaction? Would that be depleting you or lifting you up? Just cool. And I think for me, sex can be simply that's just purely physical, but it's also 
there there's a lot that is also kind of tied into it that makes it like an experience when i look back on my best experiences there are other pieces at play but i'm going to put a pin in that because we're going to get to that later so i called her that was cool and then i called my buddy who i knew would have a different opinion um and he i knew he'd keep it straight with me and he'd be like kia this is he'd be like kia you're tripping or he'd be like he i knew he would drop he would drop some sage advice on me because he that's just what he'd do and so I called him up and we chatted about it and he dropped some really cool gems on me. And this, I, I was thinking about it and pretty much what he said was, Kia, he's like, there's nothing I'm going to tell you that's going to, I'm not going to tell you that you should or you shouldn't. But he's like, he questioned me and he said, how much of this, of, of if you want to follow through on this, are you letting other people, what you think other people would think about you dictate your action. And I think that that is a driving factor for so many of us that we're so tethered to other people's opinions that we lead, unspoken, like we lead a lot of our life tethered to what we simply think other people's opinions will be about us rather than actually doing things for ourselves and figuring out how we feel about things for ourselves. Um, and so for me, the same way that I, like I said before, things are better or worse than your imagination. I'm a guy got to try shit. Whether it's a, like a location that everybody raves about and I go and I'm like, ah, I don't love this place compared to also being open to just like the gems that you stumble on that you're like, wow, this is amazing. Um, it's those, it's though everything will always be, whether it's a fear, it'll always be worse in your head. And I sometimes think of it's like you, you know, rosy retrospection. Sometimes you think about stuff and it's always better in your head. So after he said that, I was like, that's a really good point. I was like, I need to just go try this shit. I was like, let me just go the same way I treat everything else in my life. You got to experiment. You got to go taste it for yourself. And I was like, I don't have to commit to anything, but let me just go catch a vibe. Let me go feel it out. And like I said, I actually, I already knew the spot where all this goes down because actually a plaza that serves great tacos. Like if you are curious and coming to Mexico City, like let me know. This plaza has amazing tacos. Not even joking. It's like this, it's food from Jalisco. The birria is super rich. It's amazing. So I like, this This is actually my spot. There's a dope ice cream spot nearby. So like, let me know. I, this was my plaza. Like I already knew it, but because I'm so, I was so in my Ikea, like on my tacos, ice cream shit. I saw ladies before, but I wasn't, it wasn't just like, it just wasn't even on the radar. But I was like, let me actually go catch a vibe. And the thing is, when you go, when you go there, speaking of everything being in your mind, I realized how much of, for these, for, for at least in my experience with these women, it's almost like you, you show up to like the DMV in New York where like you come into the DMV and if you've ever been to the DMV in New York, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But it also could be like, I don't know, like a real estate office or something. You come in, cute girl behind the desk, 
she's going to be on her phone, like scrolling through TikTok or something. And you come up and you're like, oh, hey, like, um, I'm here to like uh, renew my license. And she'll go and she'll be like, yeah, it's the third door on the left. And you'd be like, okay, great. Thanks. And then you go. And it was almost like that same thing where like they're just like on their phone, just like hanging out. And you can come up and you chat with them for a second. And they'll be like, this is how much I am. This is how much the hotel is. And it's just like they're they're at work. They're working. It's like very – it's very cut and dry. And I remember too when I was – I lived across from a brothel when I was in Thailand for a year and change. And I remember I would come home at night and there would be all these cute girls like outside this brothel. But it's it was – it was never even really tempting for me. And it's because in that moment too, again, when I went to the plaza, it's like it all clicked into place for me that it's less, and this is where like the energy shit comes into play, is it's less for me about simply the act. The act of sex itself is so different. And really what I think the the like the thrill comes from the excitement for myself in these moments that I really dial in and realize is it's that I think it's the thrill of being desired the thrill of of it's filling that need of feeling wanted feeling worthy I'm not sure how I how anybody would think that I'm desirable with a mustache like this but I'm making it work the best of my ability. So uh, shout out to y'all. But I think that that was like, it was like a, a switch went off where like the vibe was just so not what I wanted that I it just like clicked into place again in your mind. And I think in my mind, what what's so appealing about something like that, like paying a sex worker is yes, the experience, the actual physical experience but I realized, I said, okay, so if that ain't it, like what would an, would an ideal experience with a sex worker look like? And when I played it out in my mind, it would, it would be like playful and she would be, she'd be independent. It wouldn't be like, there wouldn't be any like weird fucked up stuff going on and like her being forced. And it would be like, like I said, I go down the rabbit hole. When I go down the rabbit hole, your boy go down the rabbit hole, pause, is so I was like listening to interviews with the sex workers and stuff who sounded super rad. And I think that's a part of it is like, it would be with a freelancer, or I guess she'd be a business owner because she's doing her thing, who it would be by choice. She wouldn't be forced into it. And it'd be something that'd be like fun and playful and lighthearted. And she, I think that that, that speaking of being a sovereign individual, I think that is the piece for me that his that that kind of clicked into place was it's less about the actual morality morality whatever of paying for a sex worker and it's all the other shit that comes with it that all the other power dynamics that come with it that those are the pieces that like that it's not the act of sex itself that I want necessarily it's like that genuine connection that also 
has that sexual component to it. And also in that moment, realizing that if that's what I want, that like, why not, that maybe on surface level, it feels like I want just the sex piece, but that in reality, what I'm, what I'm craving is something more substantial. And maybe that was just a kickback from maybe that feeling of rejection or unworthiness from that, from that night that like those, that was like kind of like a, the tipping point of like some of those feelings that when I really, when all, when it was like the option was there, it was like in front of me, you could pull the trigger and go that, 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 that wasn't, that wasn't what I wanted. And so, but I, but in order to get to that, in order to have those realizations, you, you have to almost get to that point and like test the idea out. And, um, I think that that was like the big takeaway too, is that like peeling back pieces of morality or ethics around some of these ideas and trying shit for yourself that, um, is really important that that's also something I'm trying to embrace more is like, let's, you hear a lot of stuff about, or this is what mom and dad think about, or this is what your brother thinks about or your friend, whatever. And just being like, how do I feel about it? What do, what's my experience with this? And so that was, it was, it was, it was a couple days, but it was like, of like this thing that like, seriously, it was, it's hard to explain, but it was like this dark grip. And I think that is the power of sex just in general as, as animals. It's just like, it's like this deep seated grip on you. And that night I went home alone and I felt like it just like, let me go. It was like, as soon as I kind of like clicked into place of making the decision of being like, this is not what I want. It's an, it's an option, but this is not what I want. It was, I slept like a baby. It was like, it had to let me go. I was like, I had the freedom to just be Kia again. And, um, yeah. From dust we came and from dust we shall return. Uh, so that was my first experience with a sex worker. I realized that might have been a little bit of a clickbaity title, but if you're here, you're here. I appreciate you rocking with the boy as always. No music takeaways in this one. No business shit. Just kind of Kia's thoughts on morality and sex work um, in all that sort of stuff, um, at least in this point of my life. And again, I reserve the right to change any of these ideas um, at any point. I can I can agree with myself or disagree with myself. And who knows what future Kia wants? Who knows what future Kia is going to do? Um, who, but life is one experiment, one big experiment. And I think um, this is just another piece of the puzzle of kind of figuring out, uh, you know, what I feel, what I feel and what I want and who I am and, and everything in between. So this is me kind of dragging the skeletons out of the closet of, uh, this is a little bit therapy sesh, a little bit of a sexy sesh. Um, sorry, cause I know this is probably a little bit explicit. Sorry to all my, uh, family, if you were listening to this, but, um, yeah, 
If you agree, disagree, feel free to hit me up and flame me and let me know how ignorant I am or naive I am. Uh, but that's part of the game. You live and you learn. Thanks for tuning in. As always, I'll check you on the next one.